Hey everyone, it's Phil Boom here. It's uh, been a while since I've uh, done one of these, and uh, so I thought I'd get back on track and uh, doing one. Well, this story is going to be one of the first ghost stories I ever heard. Like, uh, it's probably what sort of got me into the paranormal. Well, I wasn't into it from a young kid when I got this book, Dogs and Ghosts and Legends, but it's one of the things that I've always been interested in. But one of the um, first experiences of someone I know, uh, you know, I mean, one of my mum's old mates, and uh, it's a uh, haunted hairdressers. And uh, I think it was in the 80s when uh, this story begins, uh, you know, I, I would have been only just born. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, my mum's mate, well, they just got married and everything, so the hairdressers, and um in Buxton, there's a place called West Road, and it's come to uh, a junction where there's seven different ways. And uh, where the hairdresser is, it's around the corner of the traffic lights. And um, he was a hairdresser for years, you know, even years after when she sold it. And um, so, you know, there was like a shop and a flat above it. And anyway, uh, let me um, tell you from the beginning where, you know, she sort of began the story because I was thought. You are told that Phil's into his ghost story. Anyway, uh, her and her husband had bought this, you know, shop and flat, you know, to start her business off. And, uh, you know, it all started as normal and everything, you know, they bought it and started uh, doing it up. And, um, I think it starts off with, like, when they were doing it, you know, you know, started uh, doing it up and, like uh, this husband was painting upstairs, and um, she was downstairs working because I think they got the shop done first before they sorted the flat out so they could start. And uh, he was upstairs painting, and he I think he had some walk past on landing, and he kept on looking behind him, and he assumed that uh, she was upstairs, but he kept on painting. And uh, anyway, he felt this like tap on his shoulder, and then you know he turned around, like and um, you know I've been sort of looking around thinking, uh, you know, at first of all it was his wife, and uh, and I think he kept on painting, and then he felt it again, this you know tap, and um. Then he thought, you know, looked around and he thought, she's playing games. And anyway, he sort of cleaned the paintbrush off and he, you know, uh, put it down. Uh, I think he put it on top of the lid or something. I can remember him saying that, uh, you know, because uh, he was a professional painter, you know, painter and decorator. And then uh, he walked down uh, two sets of stairs because he would go down one from the first floor. And then when you're on the first floor, I think it's on the top floor, then he, he went down the stairs into the hairdressers. And he goes down, he goes, what do you want? You know, what do you mean? You know, she was there cutting hair. He goes, what do you want? She goes, what do you mean? What? He goes, well, you know, I heard you come up. He starts wandering around. And he said, I thought you'd tap me. And uh, first he thought she was playing games when he first felt the first tap. And uh, and then, you know, he said that, I, you know, and then I, I thought you'd tap me. And he goes, he thought she was playing games. He goes, she goes, I've been down here, you know, the whole time. And he goes, and the woman said, yeah, she's not moved, you know. The appointment started. He went, huh? And he's thinking, yeah, I just imagined it. 
and everything. So then uh, he walked upstairs. And anyway, when he went back into the room where he went into, he was looking for where he put the paintbrush down. And he was looking on top of the little keyhole and he just put it down. And then when he looked, he found the paintbrush had been put into the tin of paint, put upside down. So the, ha you know, the handle was being put in first, so the brush was you know, poking up. And he was like, you know, because he saw it, and he knew that he had put it, you know, on top of the lid as such. And, you know, and I think he, you know, thought, you know, she was playing, still playing trick on him and stuff. And anyway, but, you know, he sort of just shoved it off or something like, and anyway, um, you know, and then, it, you know, carried, you know they, they carried on. And then he noticed, like, uh, when he started spending, you know, the first nights there, uh, when they went to bed uh, at night, you know, to, you know, I mean, he was, you know, when she finished and you know, the tea and everything, then they went to bed. And in the morning, when they wake up, all the doors are open. Cause, you know, uh, bedroom door, the um, kitchen door, all the doors were open, you know, I mean, and even all the way down to the uh, stairs uh, into the shop. Um, not the shop front, but, you know, and, you know, but they can remember, you know, at night, you know, shutting all the doors, and, uh, anyway, you know, um, this happened quite a bit, you know, they started to realise, thinking, you know, all, all the doors have opened, and they both thought they were playing a, you know, uh, a trick on each other, you know, I mean, it was one night they shut all the doors, you know, living room door, kitchen door, yeah, you know, went bed, shut all the doors, all cut. Doors are all open again, and like you know, and this had gone for you know, and they both didn't believe. They all thought that each other were playing a trick on each other, you know. And uh, anyway, what they did uh, this one night because they both were, you know, thought they were both playing a trick on each other, and um, they got this washing line. And what they did, they tied to each other's ankle. You know what I mean? Because they were convinced that what each other were playing a trick on each other. So um, you know. This, this night, he said, you know, they tied it tight to the ankles and probably about two, three inches gap between, you know, to the next foot. And could the plan where they go sleep and, um, and then they thought if any, you know, they could feel someone, you know, untying it. And they said that they had a bit of an uncomfortable night because you like when you try and roll over or something. And well, they fell asleep and woke up. And when they woke up, all the doors were open. You know what I mean? And... You know, and they had to untie it, and they hadn't been untied because it'd been. And they thought, like, at first, what was going on? And then the, the other bit I can remember, because I think there was a few other things that had happened, but I can only be told when I was a kid, you're talking, you know, 25 years ago when I got told this story, but I can remember bits of it. And this one time, um, they just had the first son, Wayne, and um, they had gone out for the night, and uh, I can't remember the woman's name, but her, you know, she went out, and her sister uh, were babysitting, and uh, like I said, it's like a masonette, you know, you get at the shop, and then you got the masonette flat, you know, above him, and uh, anyway, um, they'd gone out, and uh, the shop was all shut and everything, and... Um, they were in the living room, uh, her sister and the boyfriend watching TV. And anyway, you know, they're watching the film and everything. And um, and 
the ears it's about midnight just they said they're watching some film and they heard like uh, uh, there were two entries into the flat you could either go in through the shop under the door you know unlock the door and go up or you could go through the back door but uh, they heard the entry from the shop you know the uh, you know uh, the door sorry they didn't hear the the shop door opened the door actually in the shop and they heard the door unlatch and open and uh and they heard someone walk up the stairs like the boom the boom the boom the boom the boom you know and um the door was you know a bit open and uh you know the living room door and anyway they you know they were looking and then uh, can't watch and they saw someone walk past the uh, well not someone it's more like a shadow you know, walk past the door and walk up the other stairs up to the bedroom and I think you know she shouted are you okay because she thought it was she knew it was one person because she could hear the steps and I think she thought it was the woman's husband or ex-husband now didn't think nothing of it and she heard like you know like I said someone caught the first steps walk past on the first floor and walk up uh, into the bedroom, anyway, didn't think nothing of it, she just thought that, you know, had a bit of a drink, and, uh, anyway, uh, about, say, half an hour or so later, she had them both come in, like, giggling and laughing, you know, she had the door open, hairdressing, the other door, and she had them walking up, and then, when they come up onto, you know, first floor, like, living room, like, they come into the living room, all, you know, a bit drunk and everything, it's just, they looked and realised it's the pair of them, she goes, Who's coming before you? She goes, what do you mean? She goes, well, we heard someone walk up. And he goes, no, no, we didn't, you know, we just got in, we hadn't told them to come round. And that's when the, the younger sister and boyfriend got a bit, well, because they heard someone walk up the stairs, walk past the landing, saw like a silhouette, you know, a shadow, you know when you see someone walk past the, well, you know, the person with the shadow, walk past the door, and they heard him walk up the stairs. And they went up, walked up the stairs, and you know, could have a bit worse thinking someone was upstairs. And um, and you know, they went, up, you know, went up, there was nothing up there. And uh, and this went on for a long time. This, uh, you know, uh, I think there was plenty of other things that happened at this, you know, uh, hairdressers. You know, what I mean, because I remember telling me the story but I can remember certain parts of it and um because when they, when they first bought it sorry you know when they renovated a little bit and that when the stuff started you know occurring you know random stuff but um anyway the you know she lived there for about a few years and they ended up selling it but I think in the time when they were there they they found out that um I think it was the 60s or mid 60s because they bought it like in the 80s they found out that someone had actually hung themselves in the top bedroom, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and you don't know if that's connected to the story or what, but, um, I, but I know other people that have, some of a girl, they bought the flat many years later, and I, I know, and I always asked her, isn't it? She goes, oh, we always hear about this haunted, you know, what they call it, but, you see, my own friend at the time, who, you know, you know, she's not the sort of person to make the story up. So, you know, I fully believe that you know what, what happened. You know, what I mean, I just wish I could get in touch to 
sort of get a bit more to the story. But uh, I don't know if she still lives in the, my hometown or what, you know, I haven't seen her for many years. But uh, it was just a story that I uh, wanted to share. Um, the haunted, you know, haunted hairdresser. It was called Shades. Uh, Shades on West Road. You know what I mean? Uh, on, uh, in Buxton, Derbyshire. You know, you can Google it. And, you know, look on Google Maps. You know, but um, it's not. No, it's the building's still there, but it's not hairdressers anymore. But uh, I just thought uh, I share another story with you. Okay then. Till next time. Bye bye.